The longest time between two twins being born is 87 days. Welcome to Simple Joe for Friday, March 12th, 2021. Seven days. She had to wait 87 days. Unbelievable. Hi, I'm Joe. Welcome to the show. This is the show where you'll hear me practice podcasting. I show up every single day to practice this craft, this art, this hobby that I love called podcasting. I'll talk about things that strike my interest and uh, I'll do the show every single day just to become a better podcaster. I'll talk about birthdays, news stories. I do a segment called Here's the Deal. Probably a little bit boring, a little bit mundane, maybe some interesting, but I really do it just to practice podcasting, practice reading out loud, practice slowing down, getting rid of crutch words like ums and uhs and so forths and those type of things. Slowing down is the most important thing to, to that goal. If I just slow down, I'm much better at getting rid of those crutch words. So that's it. If you're listening, you may very well be the only one. So I'd really appreciate your feedback. Give me an email at joe at thesimplejoe.com. That's joe at thesimplejoe.com. In fact, I might put together a text number that you can text me directly and let me know how I'm doing right in real time. At least real time as, as you're listening to it. Make it as easy as possible to give you a feedback. If you don't want to email me, just whip out your phone, send me a text message. I'll probably set that up tomorrow or the next day. But if you want to email me, I'd appreciate it. Joe at the simple joe.com. Today's weather again, absolutely beautiful. It's 59 degrees right now at 539 PM on Friday evening. I took a day off work today and recovered from a procedure that I had yesterday. Everything seems to turn out, seems to have turned out fine. So no worries there. I'm getting ready to go have dinner with a couple friends of ours. And I'm not sure what time I'm going to get back. So I wanted to make sure I talk to you today. It's important to me to show up every day. So I wanted to make sure I squeezed this in right now. Like I said, it's 59 degrees. We saw a high of 60 degrees today and a low of 36. Tomorrow, it's going to be beautiful again. A high of 56 and 33 for the low. Sunday, 54. Monday, 40. But some rain on Monday. And Tuesday, another beautiful day. Sunny and 64 degrees. I'm loving, loving, loving this weather. In 1945, Sammy the Bull Gravano was born today. He's the American mobster who testified against John Gotti. He uh, he is 76 years old today, and I'll bet Sammy the Bull Gravano is happy to be alive one more year. I'm not sure if he's in jail or not, but they did a, I think they did a special on him or a mini series or a movie or something like that. But he testified against John Gotti, and I'll bet you this guy's happy to be alive one more year. In 1940, Al Jarreau was born today. He's a the great American jazz singer. He died in 2017. He would have been 65 years old. In 1946, actress Liza Minnella was born. Today, she is 75 years old. My favorite role from Liza Liza Minnelli is from the Arthur movies. Arthur movies, not author. Arthur movies. Love Love especially the first 
Arthur movie uh, with Dudley Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. I couldn't get Dudley do right now in my head with Dudley Moore. What a character. Uh, he is quote that that movie is quoted often in my family. Uh, everything from stupid hedge to don't you hate Perry's wife? Check that movie out. Funny. It's it's it has aged well. Author. Arthur, the movie. I know it was redone by some other guy. I saw that. It was pretty good. The remake was. Can't remember the actor's name. Pretty well-known guy. But the original's hilarious. Arthur, the original. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Arthur. Uh, author, like like the writer of a book. Arthur. All right. Enough for Liza Minnelli, who turned 75 years old today. In 1947, Mitt Romney was born today. He is 74 years old. Uh, Mitt Romney, of course, he is the senator now from Utah. I think his father was, was, I think he was the mayor of Detroit. I think Mitt was the mayor of Detroit. I know he was, or the governor of Michigan. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think he was born in Detroit. Mitt Romney was the governor of Michigan and brought in, actually brought in kind of a first, first side of national or you know, state-sponsored healthcare. I think Mitt Romney did something like that in Michigan. I'm not sure. That's kind of just rattling around on my head. But Mitt Romney is now a senator in from Utah. He was a former vice presidential candidate. I always thought Mitt Romney was a pretty decent guy, just a pretty decent human being. Uh, as they go, as politicians go, I guess <laughs> he catches he catches a lot of flack from Republicans and from conservatives who who feel he just doesn't toe the party line enough and doesn't swing to the conservative side enough. And I guess that's his right and their right to think that way. But I always looked at Mitt Romney as a pretty decent man. He is seventy four years old today. James Taylor, sweet baby James, is 73 years old today. He was born in 1948. Who doesn't love James Taylor? Um, just love that calm, soothing music, man. Just a great singer-songwriter. The best of our time. One of the best of our time. In 1956, Steve Harris was born today. He is 65 years old. You ask who Steve Harris is. You probably don't know who Steve Harris is. Why? Because he's a bass player. (laughs) That's why. And as we know, nobody knows who the bass player is. But I knew who this bass player was because he is the bass player for my all-time favorite rock band, heavy metal band, uh, all-time favorite musical thing. I don't want musical band, musical performance performer uh of all time my second favorite garth brooks is my favorite but iron maiden he is the bass player for iron maiden you probably didn't know that because he's a bass player but i knew that because he's a bass player for iron maiden iron maiden love their music it's it's kind of a it's a it's a good cross between it's heavy metal prog rock is what it is great storytellers rhyme of the ancient mariner is a great uh song uh they're you know, their, their album peace of mind is probably my favorite album that they've done, but, uh, just fantastic, fantastic music. Like I said, a a cross between hardcore heavy metal and prog rock, 
But Steve Harris is 65 years old today. In 1962, Daryl Strawberry was born today. He is 59 years old. Daryl Strawberry has a very interesting story. He he had uh, all kinds of problems as a baseball player. Other than, he was a great baseball player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sure if he's in the Hall of Fame or not, but he certainly should be uh, a great baseball player. But he had all kinds of personal problems from drugs to uh, infidelity and I think he had some problems with the law and so forth, but he turned his life around. He is now a rock solid born again, Christian who in fact is a minister. I interviewed Daryl strawberry and his wife, Tracy on my other podcast on faith sedge. It was a fantastic conversation. He, uh, he and his wife were, were doing, were putting out a book at the time and they asked to come on the show. And I did a good long interview with them. My probably a half hour, 20 minutes, interview with him, him and his wife, Tracy. You can hear that interview if you want to know, over at OnFaithSedge. Go to OnFaithSedge.com slash 35, OnFaithSedge.com slash 35, if you want to hear my interview with Daryl Strawberry. Well, we got some new stimulus checks coming out, $1,400 per person, Those at least those who qualify, and it is on the way. The income limits for those to receive the maximum amount will remain the same. Individuals who earn up to $75,000 in adjusted gross income and married couples who file jointly with up to $150,000 a year income will get the full $1,400 per person. If you've not filed for 2020 taxes, it'll be based on your 2019 income. Apparently, while the, the limits are about the same or are the same, the income limits are the same, the the income limit for losing it, the fade out limit, the whatever they call that, uh, is much is much tighter. I think once you, I think the it's seventy five thousand dollars now is the minimum or is the maximum you can earn to get the fourteen hundred dollars if you're an individual, and I think it's eighty thousand dollars if you eighty thousand dollars before it completely stops. It kind of gradually goes away. I can't remember. I can't think of the word, but in any event, if you make, uh, if you're a couple and you make $150,000 a year or less, uh, you'll get $2,800. And if you are an individual making $75,000 or less, you will get $1,400. So look forward to that. Those of you who get it. Apparently being around birds make, makes us much happier says new science. We see them nearly everywhere we go. We hear them every day. By the way, this comes from a website called called Good News Network, I think is the name of the website, goodnewsnetwork.org, something like that. Being around birds makes us much happier, says New Science. We see them nearly everywhere we go. We hear them every day. They live in every environment. And now, two new studies have shown their mere presence makes us happier. German research has even found that being surrounding surround it it says surrounding that being surrounding that's a typo on their part german research has even found that being surrounded by a wide variety of birds can offer increasing life satisfaction equivalent to 150 dollars per week of added income 150 dollars per week of added income the german center for intricative intricative the german center for biodiversity research <laughs> i can't get that word out 
took data from the 2012 European Quality of Life Survey to measure how species diversity in birds affected 26,000 people in 26 European countries. According to our findings, the happiest Europeans are those who can experience numerous bird species in their life or who live near natural surroundings that are home to many species, explains the study's lead author. God, what is wrong with me in that word? (laughs) Explains the study's lead author, Joel Methorst, a professor at Goth University in Frankfurt. Well, how about that? Birds make us happier. Birds make us happy, the same, give the same happiness equivalent of earning an extra $150 per week. So how about that? That's pretty cool. $150 a week. So if you ask your boss for a raise and they instead buy you a bird, you'll know why. By the way, I didn't, I didn't mention this. If it's your birthday today, uh, congratulations. Happy birthday. You made it another year. I don't know why I forgot to say that. It just popped in my head. I realized I didn't say that. So happy birthday to you. Here's the deal. Would I rather have no eyebrows? <laughs> Would I rather have no eyebrows or a unibrow that I can't fix? Would I rather have no eyebrows or a unibrow that I cannot fix? Hmm. I think actually I'd hmm, how th- that. Let's assume that the unibrow is a big, thick unibrow. One of those big, thick ones that you just can't not look at. I kind of have light hair anyway, so my eyebrows don't are not very prominent. So if I had to choo- choose between a big, thick unibrow and no eyebrows, I'm probably going to pick no eyebrows. As goofy and weird as that looks. Uh, hey, listen. If it's good enough for Whoopi Goldberg, it's good enough for me. She has, I don't think she has eyebrows at all. I don't think she's ever had eyebrows. I think she's ever, ever since she's, she hit the, the um, national scene or celebrity scene. I don't think she's ever had eyebrows, Whoopi Goldberg. So if it's good enough for Whoopi Goldberg, no eyebrows, it's good enough for me. I wonder who, what other, what other famous people don't have eyebrows. That would be fun to look up. How many other famous people don't have eyebrows? Top 10 self-help books of all time rated by copies sold. Yesterday, I went through 10 through 6 to remind you of those. Today, I will but I'll remind you of those in a second. Today, I will go through 5 through 1. If you listened yesterday, I mentioned number 1, and I didn't even know it was number 1. I try to keep this, keep this from myself so I don't know what's coming up. But I mentioned number 1 yesterday. So look at, look at. Number 10, number 10, the power of positive thinking over 20 million copies sold. Number nine, the secret over 20 million copies sold. Number eight, the Celestine prophecy over $23 million million copies sold. Number seven, who moved my cheese over 23 million copies sold. And number six, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff over 25 million copies sold. So let's go through five through number one today. Number five, the seven habits of highly effective people. Over 25 million copies sold. Among one of the most popular self-improvement books, Stephen R. Covey's book highlights essential practices for those seeking to be better. And there's my phone going off. I'm just going to ignore that call. Could probably hear that in the background. Note to self, as I'm preparing for 
recording this podcast. If you want to get better, Joe, turn your phone off. How about that? Turn your phone off. Part of practicing podcasting, right? So I'll start that one, this one over. Number five, the seven habits of highly effective people. Over 25 million copies sold among one of the most popular self-improvement books. Stephen R. Covey's book highlights essential practices for those seeking to be better and live life effectively. In order to change one's situation, one must change his or her perspectives. The book describes specific habits that facilitate such shifts and enable greater personal effectiveness. I read this book years and years ago. It is one of those great books that you have to read as part of your as part of your reading repertoire. If you've not read The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, go get the book and read it sometime this year. It's it's a meaty book. It's not light reading. It's a meaty book that will that will challenge you to change and to think about the way you are uh, living life, both personally and in business. I'm going to try to do this off, off the top of my head. I think one of the most important things that I remember from the book are the activity quadrants. Uh, imagine a, a box separated into four quadrants. Quadrant number one would be, would be box number one. Go over to your right. Quadrant number two would be box number two. Left Bottom left-hand corner, number three. Bottom right-hand corner, number four. So box number one would be those activities that are important and urgent. You have to you have to do these activities. They're important to do and they're urgent to do. You they they're important to your business growth. They're important to your life growth. They're important to what is happening in your life and they're urgent. It's something that has to be done right now. Those are things that are unavoidable. Important and urgent. That's quadrant number one. Quadrant number two is important but not urgent. Important but not urgent. These are things that you that are important to the growth, your own personal growth, your business growth, the goals that you've set to to move forward in life. These are activities that are important, but they're not pressing on you. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not urgent. They're not. They're not sticking you in the side. They're not nagging at you, but they're important to do. And quadrant number three would be. Let's see. Imp- Important and urgent, important, not urgent would be urgent, would be unimportant, but urgent. Yeah, unimportant, but urgent. That's quadrant number three, unimportant and urgent. Those are things that appear to be important, to appear to be something that has to be taken care of right now. A phone ringing, answering emails, distractions things like that, things that you can justify doing because they're nagging at you. They're poking you in their, in their side. Something that by not doing makes you uncomfortable, uh, whatever it might be, but they're not important. They're not, they're, they're not geared towards your ultimate goals, your daily life, improving your daily life and, or improving your business life. They're unimportant, but they're urgent. So that they're very difficult to avoid if you're not really focused. And then quadrant number four should be the easiest one to stay out of. That's unimportant and not urgent. Things that just waste your time. You know they waste your time. 
They're not urgent. In fact, you you proactively you you proactively go do them. You intentionally go do them, but they're so they're not they're not urgent and they're not really important to your own personal growth, your business growth, your life goals, whatever it might be. Unimportant and not urgent. That's all from my memory, so I'm, I apologize if I kind of didn't get that exactly right. So you have those four quadrants. The idea is to stay within quadrant two as much as possible. You can't avoid quadrant one. Stay in quadrant two as much as possible. Quadrant two, remember, is is important but not urgent. It's not pressing on you, but it's important. It's not pressing on you, but it's important. Quadrant number three is urgent but not important. You got to be conscious of quadrant number three. You got to re- really understand those those activities that are not important, but they're urgent. They're, somebody or something is pressing on you to do it, but they're not really important to do. And you really should always stay out of quadrant number four. Not important, not urgent. Now, quadrant number one, you can't avoid. You got to stay in quadrant number. You got to do the things in quadrant number one. You got to get as much time, get as much time, sneak in as much time from quadrant number two as you can that those items, those activities, whatever it might be that are not urgent, but they're important. So there's my, there's my takeaway from number five, the seven habits of highly effective people. I use that all the time to kind of help plan my life. Yeah, that's, that was good. I think I, I think I did pretty good on that one just off the top of my head without notes. So there you go. That's number five, the seven habits of highly effective people over 25 million copies sold. Number four, rich dad, poor dad, over 26 million copies sold with a focus on financial success. This self-improvement book by Robert Kiyosaki highlights the importance of financial literacy and attaining financial wealth and understanding investments as a strategy to wealth. One readily gains success. It is one of the best self-improvement books out there, especially for those seeking career in life security. I should read this book. I've not read this book, and it's been recommended to me a couple times. Uh, I, I don't know. There just seems a lot of infomercialist, infomercial type of hype about this book, and I'm not. I'm just not sure about it. Uh, it just seemed kind of flashy to me, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to pick up this book. I'm going to pick up this book and read it because I think I can get something from it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Over $26 million, million copies sold. That comes in at number four. Number three, you can heal your life. Over 50 million copies sold. I'll be honest with you, never heard of this book. Released in 1984, Luis L. Hayes' book has quickly climbed up the list of top best self-improvement books ever published. The premise states that the mind and body are connected and that many illnesses represent mental and emotional issues. Hay explains how adopting healthy thought and behavior patterns facilitate physical and holistic healing for all. Never heard of the book. Actually, it doesn't sound like something I'm terribly interested in, but it came in at number three of all time best-selling self-help books. So it's, there's got to be something to it. Over 50 million copies sold. Number two, another book that I have heard of but have not read and really need to. I, I think this is, the, this is a book I really need to read. Over 65 million copies sold. As an allegorical novel, Paulo Coelho, 
if I'm Coelho, if I'm saying his name right, I apologize. If I'm not, I apologize. Uh, I'm sure you're listening, Paulo. Uh, captures readers attention in this story about a young shepherd's pursuit of treasure through this young man's travels the book teaches the importance of following one's heart in dreams while paying attention to the journey though indirect and it's and oh though indirect in its message and even as fictional even as fictional work of art it represents one of the best-selling Self-help books of all time. The Alchemist, over 65 million copies sold. Another book that's been recommended to me a lot that I've not read. And this is a book that I'm definitely going to read. And number one, and I'll bet you could have guessed this if if you've read, if you've been around the self-help field at all, the entrepreneurial field at all. Over 80 million copies sold, Think and Grow Rich. At the top of the best-selling self-help books list, sits this classic by Napoleon Hill. Hill interviewed highly successful business moguls of his time and identified key laws and habits that drive success. Among these were desire, faith, persistence, and the suppression of doubt and negativity. It remains a classic. I have read this book. It's a great book, and I need to read it again. Over 80 million copies sold, and I know why. It is It is a great book. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you've not read this, Go read this book. So let's review quickly the top 10 best-selling self-help books of all time. Number 10, The Power of Positive Thinking. Number nine, The Secret. Number eight, The Celestine Prophecy. Number seven, Who Moved My Cheese. Number six, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Number five, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Number four, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Number three, You Can Heal Your Life. Number two, The Alchemist. And number one, Think and Grow Rich. Well, that'll wrap up today. It is 6.02 p.m. And in about three, not about 15 minutes, actually, because I have to have, I have to take time to, to upload this. So in about 15 minutes, I'm heading to dinner with some friends and enjoy this lovely evening. I hope you will enjoy your day today or you have enjoyed your day today depending on when you're listening to this but that'll wrap it up if you can reach out if you want to you can reach out to me on twitter at at for joe taylor at for joe taylor f-o-r-j-o-e-t-a-y-l-o-r and if you like the show and you want to tell a couple friends i would really appreciate that as well but set the stage for them set expectations let them know that this is just some guy joe in cincinnati ohio practicing podcasting my website is thesimplejoe.com. That's thesimplejoe.com. You can even contact me through the website if you want. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much, and I will talk with you tomorrow. Take care.